Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Wax is known as the collector's blockchain, featuring all sorts of collections such as Major League Baseball, Hot Wheels, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the like. A lot of people know that they're fairly inexpensive to get into and collect. You can have sets, you can have all sorts of elements, cards, gamification, you name it. However, today we're going to discuss how it could have massive implications for businesses and use cases that a lot of blockchains cannot do. So on Tuesday, I believe it was that Brian Fanzo was speaking about all sorts of different use cases for NFTs. And one thing that sort of jumped out to me is he said one day he could see non-transferable discounts or coupons in the form of NFTs. And I wanted to say that the tech is actually already here. You could do that simply on the Wax blockchain. And Wax is one of those gems that is just very underrated. I think it is probably the most overlooked blockchain. Of course, I am biased. I won't lie. This is the blockchain that brought me into Web3. This is where I saw the value. If you've been listening to me, you've heard that I heard a podcast interviewing Joel Kahn, and he was speaking about the Blockchain Heroes collection cards, and I put the dots together, saw Pokemon cards for my youth baseball cards, all of those things. And I said, wow, you can prove the chain of ownership. You can collect. This is authentic. There's no bootlegs, counterfeits. That's what the blockchain can offer. I am in. That's how I came into Web3. And then I branched off to everything else, collecting tokens, coins, multiple blockchains and everything. And now I'm running a podcast and that's where I am at. It all started on Wax thanks to a podcast. So everything comes full circle. So going back to this, Although the majority of my investments are in ETH, that's just because ETH is expensive. Well, not really so much right now, but even comparatively so to WAX, one WAX P token at the moment when ETH is hovering around $1,000, which I never thought I would ever say again, one WAX P token has dipped under nine cents. So we're talking about multitudes difference, right? So to get into WAX, it is cents and get into ETH, it is still over $1,000. So that alone makes WAX an alternative an attractive option for people who might not have a lot of money to play with and they want to collect, get into Web3, start to do all of this stuff. But also, it is an amazing place to actually create some tokens. And why this is actually good for businesses and how this can actually work is there are three major options when you're creating an NFT on Wax. They ask you if you want it to be transferable, if you want to back it with tokens, and you want it to be burnable. Now, that might seem very simple to some people, or that might seem just confusing. What in the world does all of that mean? Well, I'm going to break that down one by one and see how this actually applies to business, how you can tie this in and use it for these non-transferable discounts and coupons. So a non-transferable NFT means that the original owner cannot send it to anyone or sell it. It is just stuck in that wallet. And you might be wondering, well, why is that even a thing? And the first time I saw that, that was my first question as well. I couldn't understand why that was. And the first experience that I've had with a non-transferable NFT was through that blockchain's hero community. We had this game that we played against each other where you would pick a faction. Either you'd be the bad guys, which are the centralizers, you know, working for the banks and the system and the man and all of that. Or you'd be one of the heroes, I think it was, where you'd be the good guys and you're trying to fight for freedom, uh, Web3, decentralization, all that stuff. And of course, I picked the villains. I just wanted to be on the bad team. And I think it was like two thirds of the people want to be on the side of the decentralizers. So I just thought it would have been fun to be the bad guys, right? So 
Anyways, once you pick your faction, you pick your team, the way this game actually worked was based on burning some cards. And when you burn cards, you were either, quote unquote, saving these cards and putting them into the safe, or you were burning them because you wanted to destroy them. Either way, you're still burning them, but depending on which team you are, you were either trying to destroy or you were trying to lock them away in the safe and keep them away from the opposing team. But when you picked a team, this thing was non-transferable. You bought into a team and you were locked into that team. And the only way that you could switch team before the game started was to burn that NFT. So if you ended up purchasing two, let's say you purchased one from the good guys, one from the bad guys, it sort of neutralized you so you couldn't play the game. You were actually locked out because you messed with the code. So what you'd have to do is you'd actually have to burn one of them. You couldn't sell it or whatever it would be. But the thing is, it was all written out in the instructions and everything that you picked your team and that was the team that you're on. It was a non-transferable NFT. And that was the reasoning because once you started racking up points, you were locked into that particular team. So that was the first example that I saw where it was used. And I said, hey, well, maybe this does have a future use case. And I never thought of something like that, where you're picking a team and sticking with that team. That's why it was non-transferable. The other thing too, with this NFT was it was also backed by a token. I believe it was half the price of what it was to purchase. So let's say it was $5 worth of WaxP token at the time. I forget what it exactly was to buy the token to get in the game and pick a side. But when you'd burn it, I think you'd got back half of what what you pay to get into it. Now, the interesting thing with that is if the value of that token actually goes up and is locked in over time, the value of that NFT also goes up. So the floor of that NFT can't really or technically should not ever go below the value of what those tokens are. In the case of this one, it was non-transferable, so it didn't really matter that it was backed. It just made it unlockable so that way you could get back some of your funds. Now, with the burnable thing is if something is burnable, well, that is also one way you can get back those locked in tokens or in the case of just not wanting it anymore or you wanted to burn it for the sake of the game so that way you'd rack up some points in that particular game or if you want to burn them to craft them into other tokens or other cards. So, for example, there's many wax NFTs where you can get a starter character then you get a power-up NFT, and then you burn both of those together, so that way you get a level two character, which is a powered-up version. So you're burning the two starter ones, and you're ending up with a powerful version. So just giving you an example, just using it real world, not going into NFTs or anything of that nature. Let's say you're an artist, and you have blue paint and you have red paint. Well, you're going to mix those two together to get purple, right? So technically you're ruining your red, you're ruining your blue and you're putting it together. But the final outcome you're getting is purple, something really cool, something different, and you can change up your palette. Well, that's what sort of happens with these NFTs in the fact that once you mix those paint, there's no going back. And in the case of this, when you're crafting them, you're burning them, there's no going back to that. You have another level and that's where you're going. So Going back to non-transferable NFTs. So with a discount code, one of the huge things with a problem with discounts is it's a race to the bottom. And personally, when it comes to business, I do not like discounts. I do not like coupons, lowering your price or anything of that nature for a couple reasons. One, a price war, I always say, and have proven it over and over and over again, that no one wins a price war. It is a race to the bottom. You're either going to run yourselves out of business or you're going to make the product or service so inferior that you're just going to upset your customers. So everyone loses the two businesses that are at war with each other and the customers. So 
I don't agree with price wars. I understand price gouging and greedy people and monopolies trying to take advantage of people, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about legitimate price wars when it is a race to the bottom. Everyone keeps undercutting their value by a dollar or a percent or whatever it might be. And then before you know it, you're selling goods and services for less than it costs to produce it and hoping that somebody taps out, goes ahead of business before you do, allowing you to then raise prices in the future. And I think no one wins in those scenarios. But there are many business models and types of services or even products where offering longtime customers or employees or family members some sort of benefit or discount is good for business. And in that case, you give some sort of coupon or whatever it might be, but there's always that risk of it being transferred. Well, is this person really using it for their purchases or someone else trying to use it? Is this sort of the thing that you can post on Google or whatever it might be if it's a actual number or a coupon and anyone can just copy and paste it in and start to take off, say, 20% from your sale price or whatever? Well, that can't happen with a non-transferable NFT. So let's say that you give your employees and their family members or your best customers something that gives them, let's say, 10% off or 15% off. Well, once it is in their wallet, it is locked there. The only option with it, if it is a burnable NFT, is to burn it. Or if someone else really is determined to give someone else an access to this particular discount or whatever it is, they're going to have to give up access to their wallet. Now, assuming that there's other things of value in that wallet and nobody really wants to do that, it sort of protects the integrity of that discount, knowing that that particular person is going to use it for their purchases or whoever it was intended for, right? So that is how a non-transferable discount or an NFT can actually benefit a business because you don't want these things just floating around and just absolutely eating into you profit and all sorts of things, which runs you into trouble. Again, I understand certain businesses, certain companies want to reward those longtime people, employees and family members. Okay, whatever, do that. But I don't know about you, but anytime I'm checking out on a website and I see coupon code form or a discount the first thing I do is open up another browser tab and I search whatever.com coupon, whatever.com, promotion code, whatever.com, discount code. And just by having that there, it makes me want to look for a better deal. And a lot of the times I don't make the purchase. I close out the browser because I can't find a coupon. I know that there are coupons out there. I can't find them. And until I do find them, I'm not making the purchase. So that is just another way Coupons and discounts just really aren't cool. But in this whole Web3 world and what have you, if there's an ability to just log in with a wallet and the blockchain just tells, okay, this is a person that should have the discount, it is non-transferable, boom, it is okay, it is taken off of. And that whole form of filling out whatever discount code it is and promotion code, that whole jazz is removed from the checkout. And even when I had my t-shirt company, this is back in college, before I was in the whole, you know, discounts and promotions and stuff is not good. I used to have these promotion codes and coupons that I used to give out on campus. And what I noticed even with that is based on my patterns and behavior at the time when I was building um, websites and stuff and uh, with GoDaddy is where I'd get all my domains from. And that's when I realized that I was always doing that. I was always looking for a promotion code or some sort of coupon or something so I could undercut cut whatever price was listed. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that for my website. So I changed it. I'm trying to remember exactly what I put as the word. I think I put something like customer ID or purchase ID, something to make it sound like they were trying to identify themselves. But that is how it was actually labeled on the coupon. So on that coupon, I would say, 
get your 10% off coupon by using this code, put it into the form that says purchase ID. So even back then, all the way in 2006 or 2007, this was something that was on top of mind to me. And it's just laughable to me that all the way now in 2022, this is a problem that is still around. People are still trying to get their coupons or discounts and everything. And that is actually why one of these uh, these applications such as Honey or Rakuten or any of these where the coupon automatically pops up when the person is browsing on that site. That is the reason why websites partner with those and give them a percentage is because they know that if that thing ever pops up, someone sees that there's a coupon and they're ready to just go looking around, the percentage of them not completing that purchase actually goes up. However, if they just give a percentage to one of those promotional code plugins that you put into the browser that automatically pops up and gives you a coupon, well, that tells them that they don't have to go anywhere. They just use that, click it, boom, they put it in, get their little discount, their percentage off, they split it with whatever app provider that was, and there they go. They're off to make the purchase. Now, all of that could be avoided by simply doing this NFT thing. So I think it is a great application, something I would have never really thought about if I didn't hear just Brian say, one day, I see a lot of non-transferable NFTs and boom, right away, the light bulb just went off in my head and said, wait a minute, you can do that with Wax already. So I think that would be a very cool application. Someone build out that dApp. Wax is such an undervalued, underrated blockchain. There are so many dApps and applications being built over there that people don't even speak about. If you ever just take a look, just go over there, just browse around. Don't even create a wallet or anything. Just go to wax.io and just see all of the properties that are over there, the things that are going on, and you'll see why all of these massive brands are going over there and to work with this blockchain, use this technology is because it is actually great. Why it hasn't taken off is beyond me. I have no clue, but I highly recommend just check it out. I'd love to know though, what other use cases can you possibly think of for a non-transferable NFT? Because at first that just seems crazy, but just hearing this whole thing that I just said about the discounts and not making it transferable, it probably sparked some ideas. Just like when I heard it, then all of a sudden my mind opened up and it started racing. So I would love to know, what are your ideas? Feel free to reach out to me at Tropic Vibes on Twitter. Always open for a conversation. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.